0: edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, your host Christian Clemente here. Today I've got Jason Caldwell with me because we've got a little bit of a special episode. We've already had kind of, we had a little bit earlier this week and we've got some more stuff to plan later this week as well. But today on Tuesday was a pretty big day for Auburn recruiting so we figured we would hop on and talk about it for a little bit. Uh, the biggest, well I don't even know if you can call it the biggest news of the day because there's some pretty big transfer portal news. But the commitment of the day for Auburn is Connor Liu, uh, the four-star interior offensive lineman out of Georgia. He was committed to play for Miami. Um, he takes a second official visit to Auburn this past weekend with Hugh Freeze and the new staff in town. And when he leaves, he declines interviews. And you know, some of his family members were there saying, "You know, this is this is going to be a tough choice." Well. It might not have been too tough of a choice because about two days later now he's flipped to Auburn. Uh, Auburn always kind of felt like more of a logistical landing spot than Miami just in the sense that, I don't know, he feels like a kid that fits in at Auburn and definitely fits in because he wants to be a pilot uh, once he's done playing football and he can follow basically the path that Nick Brahms did and he's going to be at the aviation school and Auburn will have him on board now, but Jason just Talk a little bit about Lou and kind of what Auburn's getting here. I mean, it's it's a huge one.
1: Yeah, it is. You're right. I mean, you know, first thing is you look at, at just the kind of the continuation of you know what this staff has done on the offensive line in just a sh- very short time. When you think about you know Clay Whedon committing to you know Cadillac Williams and, and kind of the interim staff uh, in the you know in those couple of weeks um, that they were in charge. Then you had a commitment over the weekend from you know big offensive tackle, uh, Tyler Johnson from Louisiana. And and now this is another big addition when you're talking about Connor Lew and, and got to give a little credit to to Will Friend and obviously Joe Bernardi and Kendall Simmons now. These are the groundwork for these guys had been laid probably for close to a year. These guys have been on campus, they've been they're guys they recruited, but um new direction, new staff, Hugh Freeze um you know new offensive line coach that obviously has made an impact all those things you know balled into one um you know made the difference for Auburn I mean Connor Lou is a I think a, a a guy that's an all SEC type player whether it's at center or guard I think he can play either one of those things and be fine you think about him and Braden Joyner you got two guys that'll probably be one guy will be one spot one guy the other probably that's that's kind of you know you've recruited those guys but basically have three spots in the middle that um you know, he'll have an opportunity um uh, I look at him. I look at it. I think, like I said, I think a future All-Conference player. Uh, Connor Lou a guy that still looks thin, even though he's really strong and powerful. That's the that's the key for me. He's not one of those interior guys that you look at and go, I mean, "He's big, but you know, does he have to lose a little weight?" You no. Know, Connor Lou has fifteen to twenty pounds left on his frame, and he gets after it. Strong lower body, a guy that, that can create running lanes. Uh, Really athletic, good feet. He has all the things you're looking for. Um, You know, for a guy that, you know, can can you put on, he puts on 10 or 15 pounds between now and and August. I think he's a guy that's going to have a chance to play. Um, Yes. Maybe, maybe not a starter, but he could be. We've seen, we've seen guys do it before. I think if there's somebody in this class right now for Auburn that has that ability, uh, he would be my number one choice for the four guys they have committed. To, to be a guy that might have a chance to start right away
0: yeah I would agree with you on that um, and I'm glad you brought up Will Friend too because this is a guy that Will Friend specifically had targeted really heavily and you know Connor talked with Steve Wilt from our national team with 24-7 sports uh, earlier today and Connor just said like you know I, I kind of wanted to commit to Auburn in the summer but all that uncertainty was just it was there and I couldn't really believe it and you know fully buy into it but now with this new staff he does and you know, this is a guy who in the 24-7 composite, he's he's only the number 40 interior offensive lineman. If you look at the 24-7 sports rankings, we have him a lot higher, agree a lot more with Jason's kind of uh, thought on him. We have him as the number 16 interior offensive lineman. He's arguably the number one center. He's right up there for that role. Um, I think you know, you obviously have Braden Joyner. I think Braden Joyner might need a little bit more time to develop. I think Connor Liu is a kid that can step in and immediately contend with Tate Johnson or a transfer or whoever for playing time at center. I think Connor Liu is that and you know I think this is Colton Hood is really good. Tyler Johnson's really good. We'll see how Auburn's staff finishes. But this is a big boy win for Auburn's recruiting staff. When you look at his first final four, it was Auburn, Clemson, Georgia, Miami. Yes. Every school wanted him. Miami ended up getting him and now Auburn is you know the school that's ending up with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me you know, and, and, you know, my analysis, I, you know, kind of said, you know, what does it mean for Auburn? I said, everything. And, and that's part of it. You have to win some of these battles. Miami's one of those schools now, not on the field, but off the field and in recruiting. Miami's absolutely one of those schools right now that you're battling with for top players. And you mentioned the other schools that, that, you know, Connor Liu could have committed to that wanted him. And you're right. It's a big boy win. And it's, it's one of the things you have to have. Um, he's not a five-star guy. There's only thirty-two of those guys. He's a really good football player. And so um, yes, it's it's another step when you start looking at, at at this Auburn class. you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about a class that was in the 60s. Now you're talking about a class that's in the upper 30s. Um still got a lot of room and and some, some potential bigger fish out there for this for this staff moving forward. And um uh, the biggest thing right now they've done is immediately start to shore up the offensive line. It's long overdue. They've started doing it through the high school ranks. We'll see now if they can kind of bridge the gap with the junior college guy or two, and then obviously a couple of guys from the portal. I mean, this is going to be a big offensive line group, but they're off to a pretty good start.
0: Yeah, you talked about Juco guys. You talked about the next step. I think pretty clearly the next step right now is Isaiah Jada, who was just on campus for an official visit. He officially visited as a South Carolina commit. As of Tuesday afternoon, he is no longer a South Carolina commit. Uh, Auburn has already picked up a couple of crystal balls, one from myself, one from another uh, writer as well. I think Nathan hopped in with one as well. Auburn is clearly the team to beat there. He could hop on board sometime this week. You know, We're really not sure timeline as of right now, but we expect Auburn to get him by December 21st. That's the number two Juco offensive tackle. That's a kid who could step in and compete with transfers for playing time right away next year. So you, the thing I've talked about is it's all about layering the depth chart. You layered the bottom level a little bit with Tyler Johnson, a guy who's young and who will develop a little bit. Now you want to get a guy in Isaiah Jada who I believe he has four years to play three seasons. So he's still pretty young, but he has you know he has some playing time under his belt. And then you want to get some experience transfers as well. So if Auburn picks up Isaiah Jada like we expect them to, that'd be really big for an offensive tackle room that's really thin right now.
1: Yeah, it would be. You're right. And you're, you're right about layering things. Um, it's different degrees that you're looking for on the offensive line. We saw what happens when you're, you're top heavy and and they're all the same age. That's that's what what led to this for Auburn really the last couple of years. Um, it makes it impossible to recruit, first of all, because you have a bunch of guys that are all the same age. And people are like, well, I'm not going there to play with six other guys that have starting experience. We've already seen that. Now you, you go and, and have different waves and different ages, guys that are in different stages of their physical maturity, of their football maturity. And that's where a guy like Isaiah Jotta, um, a little bit more physically mature, um, a couple of years in, in junior college ranks. A guy that I, I think the, the thing that stands out to me is is the connection. Keontae Scott, they were high school teammates. They were junior college teammates. Keontae Scott is a guy that in, in you know just less than a year has come in and embraced Auburn. That guy's been a recruiting machine the last couple of weeks and is 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 fired up, I think, about the, the direction of this new staff. And he's out there, you know, going after guys. Uh Camden Brown's a guy that's going after guys. Yeah. When you, you look at uh new, you know, tweeting up his former teammate, Marcus Dumerville, who um went to LSU from St. Thomas Aquinas, who's in the transfer portal and offensive tackle. That's now the the next group is, is how does Auburn transition to to may add a couple of pieces like that as well on the offense line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to what was arguably the biggest news of the day. Uh, for some people, it definitely is. I mean, it's the eye-catcher of the day. It's hard. You know, Connor Lou is massive, but it's hard to beat Grayson McCall and the news that you know Brandon Marcello put out that we just confirmed on our board that coastal Carolina transfer Grayson McCall will take an official visit to Auburn this weekend. Uh, He'll be here on Saturday. He'll leave on Sunday. So an official visit for Grayson McCall who in the 24 seven sports transfer rankings is the number three overall player, the number one quarterback. He is, he's a guy that we kind of had our eye on a little bit. We thought there was a chance that he could enter the portal. Um, He had made a little bit of contact to Auburn in terms of some feelers there and He ends up entering the portal on, uh, I guess it was Monday. It's been a long couple of days here, but he enters the portal on Monday. Auburn immediately jumps out to being right up near the top. I don't want to say favorite, but right up near the top as one of the favorites to land him. Um, And this has been, he's been an uber-efficient quarterback at Coastal Carolina. He runs the ball well. He does not make a lot of mistakes throwing the ball. Um, He is he's been one of the best quarterbacks in college football and now he's visiting this weekend. And uh, I mean, in Hugh Freeze's offense, this feels like the perfect bridge piece to give Robbie Ashford a little bit more time to develop.
1: Yeah. And at at a minimum, what it does is it brings you somebody in that, that, that you say, Hey, we're going to have a competition. I I, I still think, we probably feel like Holden Garner's not quite there yet. Didn't get really any experience this year, and that's that's tough to kind of jump into that. Um, Robbie Ashford's a guy that I think is going to have every opportunity. But you, you bring in a Grace McCall and you go, all right, boys, this instead of hockey, or you drop the puck. Let's let's all right, let's drop the ball and see what happens. And that's what you would have in, in the spring. And you know if you bring a Grace McCall in, um, being a, a new it's going to be a new offense for no matter who it is. It's going to be a new offense for him. It's going to be a new offense for Robbie Ashford. Um, but he's a guy that has, you're right, has shown the ability to to make all the plays. He's really athletic. He can move around in the pocket. He's got a good arm, uh, makes good decisions. He, he is a guy that um, when you think about Hugh Freeze and, and think, <clears throat> think about a new offensive coordinator, <clears throat> the things they do in a passing game, that would uh, open up some things for this Auburn offense. So, um, yeah, that's – it's – it's hard to to understate how important that news is of getting him on campus, especially when you start talking about the short window that that you have to to turn around to get on campus. And he's he's saying he's going to play in a bowl game. Um, you know, that bowl game is is in a week. Um, I'm guessing that that's probably not going to happen after all these things. It's hard to take a visit when your team's practicing for a bowl game. Um, you know, I, so we'll see, but. Um, I mean, you're right. I think Auburn's chances—if he gets on campus this weekend—you got to say Auburn's chances have Im- have improved tremendously um, in getting maybe the most wanted man in all of the transfer portal right now, and um, that'd be a pretty good get.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be huge. And if you just want to talk about chances, I think the biggest thing just that you need to know is just that you know he reached out to Auburn. Auburn didn't even reach out to him. So, you know, uh, Coastal Carolina—I want to say in 2020 played against Liberty, and I think it was the Cure Bowl. Um, And so he has familiarity with Hugh Freeze. That was when Malik Willis was there. So clearly he respects Hugh Freeze and the offense that he runs and thinks highly of him. And so he was the one that initiated contact, and he's the one that has interest. Um, Auburn obviously reciprocated that interest because of the talent that he is. So we'll see how that visit goes this weekend. That's a kid that Auburn fans would love to leave as a commit. Um, I don't know if that's – going to happen necessarily. I think a lot of other schools will be pushing for him pretty hard. Florida has been mentioned a little bit. You know, Anthony Richardson is leaving, um, but I think Auburn is clearly right up near the top with him, and we'll see how it goes this weekend. The only other thing I want to touch on real quick, Jason, is a new offer went out as well on Tuesday to Steven Johnson. Uh, this is a kid that we saw way back in the summer in June. Um, played in a camp, one of Auburn's elite camps. He was really hoping he would get offered didn't end up happening. Uh, he ended up committing to Arkansas later that month in June, played out his season, had a pretty solid senior season. He's kind of a nose tackle. I want to say he is, let me look real quick. He is six foot four, 320. So he's pretty much almost strictly a nose tackle. Um, and you know, Hugh Freeze ends up going to visit his school on Tuesday and offers him. So he's a guy to look out for now. I put in a crystal ball for him to flip. I think Auburn is the place he's wanted to be. Now he has that opportunity. You know, it's it's funny. The new staff or the, the old staff, Jimmy Brumbaugh went to see him play um, in the fall. So they had interest still, but they they had never offered um, Auburn ends up offering him now. You already have Darren Reed committed along the defensive line. That's kind of your prize commitment right now. Just got a big bump in the two four seven sports rankings, actually. And you have Wilkie Dinod as well, who you feel pretty good about. But look, you only have six guys along that defensive line, including edge rushers. So you need to start getting some bodies um, and it seems like Steven Johnson might be one of those guys.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it might give you a little insight into to kind of what they want to do on defense. When you think about some of those guys, I mean, you think about the history of, of, you know, this defense and you think about, you know, watching, um, you know, the guys that have come out of, you know, his defenses in the past, it's a three, four look, they want. Big body in the middle. I mean, it, you know, I, one of his top proteges is currently Alabama's defensive coordinator. And you look and you go, um, big body in the middle, long athletic guys outside, um, some size in the middle. And, and it's more than one true nose tackle. They, there's usually a couple of 300 pound plus guys on the front for these teams. And so think about Steven Johnson as a guy that, that fits the bill there. I mean, I, I think about another guy, you know, that they offered, um, you know, even, even on Tuesday as well Deion Wilson an, an Arizona transfer a guy that's another big body that kind of similar to Jason Jones but yeah Steven Johnson is he was a he was a big guy it moves pretty well um, but yeah this is this would be a guy that would be a guy that could could take on blocks do things on the defensive line and I think that's what you're you're looking at I think that's what you'll see out of this defense is having a couple of those big bodies uh, on the defensive front and again uh, they've got to have some. They got to have bodies to to come on and um you're right there's not many numbers there. Number wise now when you look at the commitments addition to what you have, Auburn's offensive line is now in considerably better shape than the defensive line is. And so um they got to get some guys in that can make plays and and still you know got to find some edge rush guys. That's going to be the the that's going to be job number 1 and focus number 1 now for the staff moving forward is kind of finishing off that staff this class to try to add some of those guys. You know, from the portal junior college ranks um, you know whatever they need to do but yeah steven johnson would be a would be another big body and, and it'd be a big help on that defensive line.
0: Yeah so I think we'll probably wrap it up there unless there's anything that I'm missing Jason. I don't think so it's been it's been a busy day. Um, we've had a ton of coverage over at uh, albertundercover.com. You can go over there and read it. You know there was stuff from us, stuff from the national team. You know, Hugh Freeze is making some huge in-home visits tomorrow with Quay Russo and James Smith. We'll see kind of what happens there. He visited Kay and Lee on Tuesday as well. The Ohio State Commit. So look, things are things are chugging along. By the time you're listening to this, it's gonna be one week until national signing day. So we are, we're at the final stretch here. Um, and it feels like Auburn has a pretty solid amount of momentum going. We'll see how things kind of close out, but should be a fun one. Um, you know, we'll be back Wednesday night. We're planning to record with Colton Hood, one of Auburn's newest commitments. Talk to him for a little bit. Let you guys kind of hear from him and his perspective. Uh, I think Nathan will have some special guests on the podcast as well this week, along with you know we'll probably get Dukes on and do another recruiting podcast before the weekend, looking at what will be probably an even bigger weekend than last weekend, where you brought in 11 or 12 official visitors, whatever it was. So it'll be a busy next week, busy next couple of days for sure. Make sure you stay locked in over at auburnundercover.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube as well um, if you're listening there and and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So everyone, thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys soon.